welcome to Glee on the Rocks. This is a special episode, I suppose, where we are going to be doing a little tribute to the late, great Naya Rivera. I am Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm B. And this is going to be our space and time where we uh, talk about Naya and her, I, I think we can say, best well-known character, Santana Lopez. Um, although obviously she has acted before Glee, um, and after, right? She had some, yeah, there was a show she was on, Devious Maids, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, so Glee is not her only credit, although it is, I think, what she is most well known for. I, I can say that, uh, she is the, entirely how to phrase it, but the Glee cast member that I've been a fan of for the longest. Yeah. Because I loved Gwendolyn on uh, Family Matters. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was Richie's little girlfriend, and I grew up on that show, so. Nice. So you were you were a fan before it was cool. I was. But, I mean, if you haven't seen her in that, look up Naya Rivera on Family Matters. She- mm. Well, she would have been a little girl. Oh, yeah. She was, she was, like, six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting when an actress or actor becomes famous for a role in their twenties. And then everyone looks back and like, Oh, they've been acting before in their childhood. Like, yeah. How do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a, I think it's a lot easier now to break in as a late teen, early twenties, because you can, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say, no, I am going to say your social media following is taken into account by casting directors, which is, insane to me but your social media presence and your followers does now i mean we'll see with covid and movie theaters being closed but it is factored into what they think they can get from you in terms of distribution right so if you're like a famous youtuber they think that that will help get distribution down the line because you're like a a known name but but, you know, not too far ago, not too long ago, you had to, you started out as a kid and you kind of worked your way up. And I think, I don't know how many of the Glee cast members really did start out as kids. I don't know. That's a good question. Never thought to, I mean, Darren Chris was acting on stage in his but little prep like, school. Yeah. But yeah, not on like TV. Um, Kevin was in a boy band. Chris Culver was basically a child when he started yeah, right. He, this was his uh, childhood role. Yeah, he used to do um, stage plays too. Though he was, um, mm. he did a Christmas story. He was Ralphie. Remember those pictures? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Leah did some stage acting as a kid. Oh yeah, she was on Broadway, right? Linda's a mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's. I think I don't know that Naya got the same acclaim as Santana that some of the other actors got for their same for their roles on the same show mm-hmm. that show being glee obviously that's what we're talking about here but i think during the show chris colfer got his golden globe and jane lynch had been a well-known actress but i don't i don't know that naya got the same acclaim well, on how you like quantify that too because did she get awards nominations or something no i think she won like a people's choice teen choice type mm-hmm. of award but like was she getting golden globes and stuff no 
but mm-hmm. I think she was a fan favorite for sure. Yes. And they did get, I think the cast got some ensemble awards early, early on, like a Screen Actors Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like she won. Yeah. So they won the Screen Actors Guild in 2010 as an ensemble, which is actually a really interesting category. And I think it should ensemble casts are so important right like mm-hmm. i think that's an underrated category and she did win um a golden derby gold derby tv award for best comedy supporting actress a couple times alma awards are the no, no, awards you... um for latin latinx yeah actors yes. and actors yeah yeah, the uh, American, well, it said the, I think the official title, at least at the time, was American Latino Media Arts Award. I don't know if they're going to change it to Latinx or not. Um, that's a different, that's a different story. Um, and then she also won a People's Choice as favorite TV gal pals with Leah Michelle, which I find what fascinating. Year was that? <laughs> 2014. Fascinating. So that would have been the when end. they're when they're all in new york yeah which is i mean like uh i mean not that she and britney were were gal pals but they were gal pals yeah. <laughs> like that would have that would have made a little more sense to me a lot more sense yeah a, a lot more sense um they were nominated some for some grammys which i always thought was interesting so you know she she got acclaim but I, I don't remember there being the same kind of like chris culfer breakout of glee and Leah Michelle, blah 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 blah. And all those um Naya did have some ventures after Glee. She had a single that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote a book. Yeah, she did. Both entitled Sorry Not Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Going. Yeah. So she definitely translated, I think, her Glee success into personal success. You mentioned she was in another show as well. I didn't remember yeah. that. Um yeah, yeah. Devious Maids. I think she also had like personal thing like she had a kid she yeah. did yeah and some ups and downs i think in her personal life but yeah mm-hmm. i like the way that um chris described it um that she always wanted to be a mother and that was that was always something that she really wanted and inspired to be mm-hmm. yeah a lot of the social media um posts i saw were th- and that's hard to see but nice yeah yeah it's it's interesting looking at the privacy issues of you know this kid gets blasted across social media because of this but at the same time it is it is nice to see a side of someone that you don't normally get to see and a side of them that they really seem to um value she also was on one of those morning talk shows for a while the talk or the chat or the Hmm. something because i remember Mm -hmm. that's where she kind of publicly came out um as bisexual for the first time they like asked mm-hmm. her some kind of question there and she mm-hmm. just kind of point blank said it, which was really cool. Do you think it's interesting that that never got the same sort of attention and traction that other statements that happened? Like, I, I feel like I don't remember that statement being a big deal. Not that it's such a weird thing, right? Like, not that it should yeah. be, but it it should. I don't know. I, I have a lot of feelings on how, like, women coming out as bi is minimized by the media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. a man comes out as bi because it almost never happens but right. it's like a Katy perry hand wave moment mm-hmm. when like, oh, great, so you kissed a girl okay like, right right 
sure what that means, but you know. Well, it's all about that patriarchy, you know, attraction yeah. to men is what really matters. So when a woman says she's bi, she's just wanting attention. When a guy says he's bi, he's really just gay and all that. Right. Does. Or like when when a woman says she's bi, she just means that she found another girl attractive once in her life. <laughs> right. You know, Especially like, no, that's already in a relationship with a man. It's just like, OK, uh-huh. well. <laughs> like, I, actually, the, that's not that means. But yeah, I, you brought that up. We yeah, you mentioned that. And I was like, pod. <laughs> <laughs> all bisexual women, except for the shitty ones. Looking at you, turfs. Um can I go, just, ahead and then go ahead and add swerfs to that too because there's been a lot of that lately right turf wait explain that one to me wait what's swerf what have i missed what's well, like sex workers right oh yeah. oh sex, sex workers. workers okay i was like hold on yeah which i also like i'm not gonna say i saw a lot of this because i did not seek out places on the internet where people would have been talking badly about naya but i mm. definitely searching like for things about her during especially during the week when um they were looking for her yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people were posting her racier photos with some right. not entirely polite comments um yeah. not that naya was a sex worker but just like the kind of like adjacent like controlling her own sexuality and posting pictures of herself that she was happy with right, right. yeah uh, yeah well i mean definitely having posting um a photo of yourself where you're less than clothed automatically gets you labeled negatively even though yeah. if you don't it's you're the prude like we've it's 2020 and we're still in the virgin madonna problem where either you're too sexy or you're not sexy enough and if you post pictures of yourself you're attention seeking but if you don't you're trying to hide that you're ugly like jesus are we not can we (laughs) let naya post pictures of her abs she put them (laughs) out there to be appreciated and i appreciate it yeah like, let us look at her. She looks good. You're not like, complaining about the guys posting shirtless pics. Like, and it's not leaked nudes. It's not, right. you know, something shameful that, like, she didn't have control over. I don't know. I, Naya, probably of the cast, I think, got the worst of that. She always had a... Mm-hmm. I mean, even on the show, they didn't hesitate to make jokes about mm-hmm. her body in a way other actors... And I- she got the worst of that, even though she yeah. was not involved in the photo shoot. I think it was for Rolling Stone, where Leah and Diana were in right. sexual, oh, yeah. at the time, sexually suggestive yeah. clothing with um, Corey. And everyone was up in arms because they were playing high, it was that Britney Spears problem where they were playing high school students and the show was geared towards a younger audience. And there they were in like mini skirts and knee highs. And like straddling a bench, like okay, but is that is that the sexiest thing we've ever seen in our lives? Probably not. So fucking chill. But they didn't have to carry the stigma of that with them for years. Leah Michelle posts herself in bikinis. I don't know, eighty two percent of the time, and doesn't face. She really does. Honestly, I think, and I think you said this, but it's the thin white woman problem. Yeah. Where it's not, <laughs> you don't get the same shit when you're a thin white woman with no chest to speak of than if you're posting the same bikini the same pose and you have more than an a cup suddenly and it's inappropriate especially like I don't, I don't know i'm not the person that should talk about this so actually maybe we can edit this out but i do feel like um latin american women are sexualized more mm-hmm. with. stereotyped that way yeah. i think so yeah i think i think i don't think that's unfair to say 
it's not. I just, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, well, as a white woman, but it is, it's more a commentary on how uh, society treats. Yeah. But Glee also brought that in too. Like there were, there was the complete all the time running joke about uh, Santana's boob job. Like mm-hmm. called her sandbags. Like that was yep. just her, her nickname, her name to Sue. Like yeah. no, nobody else had, had such a, like something that could be construed as sexual. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, um, I don't even think when the guys had to do their photo shoot, they're like, uh, shirtless. Chris, was it a, it wasn't for Christmas. I can't actually remember where they, all the guys did like sexy, um, oh, did, like, calendar, calendar shoot. shoot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you know, they weren't, they weren't mocked the same way. And, uh, Darren slash Blaine had a whole episode of twerking. Right. You know, which is uh, fucked up in its own. Right. And we'll get there. But yeah, the, the criticism and the critique and the, the pearl clutching over it being a woman with a figure. Uh, it's, it gets old and it gets tiring and I'm sure it is dragging when you're the actress. Cause it's not, I don't recall people talking about her singing ability the same way they did um leah and also amber yeah she didn't get a lot of uh, coverage which is like a shame because she's phenomenal yeah and she does i mean we've talked recently about mercedes getting pushed aside for rachel and mercedes being and and amber really being the better all-around singer but mm, naya's fucking up there yeah yeah (laughs) There's a, that's a natural ability that does not get the credit that was due. Um, One of my I favorite been... things is that like she gets a solo at that competition. She sings Valerie, and that's mm-hmm. the only non-Rachel solo at a competition that has no storyline leading up to it. Like there's no like drama or like fighting mm-hmm. about it, and which is so interesting and strange to me. Like I don't really know what that means, um, mm. but. Or if it means anything, I don't know. It's Glee, but um, <laughs> I, I think that I was I, I was thinking about Naya's performances and some of my favorites, and I had such a long list. Like she honestly got a a lot of good solos and performances throughout the seasons. I think she ma- she stayed a main character. Like she she became more of a main character in season two and really stayed a main character to the end. Unlike some other. Um, voices that could have been competitive with Leah like Mercedes, mm-hmm. you know doesn't isn't a main character anymore after a little bit um so yeah I think I think Naya deserved even more acclaim than she got when she was on Glee um, I think especially once they moved to New York um she gets a little bit more attention because she mm-hmm. she's now one of only like what three main characters in New York yeah um, mm-hmm. like her a little bit more but yeah um I know we've kind of moved on to talking about Naya and Glee, but I actually did uh, some more reading about her early career. If mm. you want to go back to that a little, because it's actually oh, yeah, pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, so this is free flowing, man. Yeah. So uh, she got cast um, in a sitcom called The Royal Family in 1991. She was four years old and the show was like actually a hit, but Red Fox, the actor, mm-hmm. suffered a heart attack and died on set. Oh, oh uh, she like she got close to him and then watched him die. Uh, wow! Yeah. Shit. So she um 
She also got nominated for an award for that season of that like sitcom. Hmm. The Young Artist Award. Interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, so she was work. uh she was also in um she was in a lot of black sitcoms. Uh and it, like the, the stuff I was reading referred to it as like the golden age for black sitcoms. Like she was in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Family Matters, um, Smart Guy, the I can't think of the Bernie Mac show. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like as she got older, she basically was like not able to find roles as easily because she either wasn't black enough or wasn't la- Latina enough, like for the roles. Oh, right. Yeah, you're so, you're uh, too much of one thing, but not enough of something else to meet some yeah, weird casting. Basically, like as she got like older. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was in, um, a few more sitcoms as like one or two roles. And then she was actually in a musical in 2006 and 2007. She was, uh, in the LA production and on the national tour. Interesting. And she auditioned for American Idol, but was cut in the first round. What? Yeah. (laughs) So that's, (laughs) those are the notes that I like copied down about her, uh, early career. How do you, I mean, okay, I've never, well, I don't want to say I've never watched American Idol because it's been on, what, our whole life at this point. I've never watched a full season, but I've seen some of the people who make it through just by osmosis. And how, (laughs) okay. I have seen a full season. Was she too brown? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) When I was a kid, we didn't have cable. We only had like local stations. And so we had it was on Fox, I think, back then. And so we did watch American Idol, like, back, you mm-hmm. know, I call it Kelly Clarkson season and stuff. And that is wild to me. Wild. Yeah. I, yeah. Whatever, American Idol. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Wow, they really <laughs> dropped, the, dropped the ball on that one. Well, yeah. they're lost our game. I know, right? Also, um, this is not related to an acting career, but in the times between, it was like, Slightly aging out of the cute little kid roles um, in her, like, late teens. Actually, probably into her 20s, like, a few years before Glee. She worked as a telemarketer, a nanny, and an Abercrombie & Fitch greeter. Wow. <laughs> those, those were her struggling actor jobs. Yeah, those sound right. That sounds like uh, yeah. the early career of someone trying to make it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, um, yeah, she auditioned for Glee. Uh, she said because she was a fan of Nip Tuck, but, like, I don't know. I feel like saying that you were a fan of the creator's previous shows is probably a given for anyone auditioning. Yes. Yeah. You you don't generally go in there and be like, who are you? You you generally pick like one or two projects that you can lie enough about. Like, oh my God, I'm such a big fan of your work. These two movies that everyone knows. I wonder, uh, wonder if she was getting typecast too. I read an interesting article about, I don't remember who wrote it or what, but I, I just remember there was a quote from her about being an Afro-Latina and like kind of navigating both of those spheres. Because when she was mm-hmm. younger, she mostly got roles on black sitcoms. And then mm-hmm. as she got older, she was getting more roles, you know, as a Latina and like never really got to be, you mm-hmm. know, embody a character that was her kind of whole self. Um, yeah. So she always kind of had to like navigate both both worlds. And like obviously it's, never wide enough with both of those yeah. with, with that yeah. background either. Yeah. There's something about looking at a woman like Naya and being like, uh, I don't know, too Latinx, too black. Like how what what is this role even? Yeah. She's playing she's playing a cheerleader in a high school. Right. Chill. I you know, 
have the representation that there there is an in-between. There are mixed-race students. There are mixed back cultural backgrounds. There are everything I mean, in a high school. no reason Santana couldn't have been just as Black as she was Latina. Yeah. Like, there's no reason they had to, like, pay, like, nothing about her character dictated that, like, her family not be mixed in the way that Naya herself is. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like we had Mercedes and you couldn't have anything encroaching. Like, okay, we have a Black character. We only get the one. Now we have our Latinx character. We get the one. And just filling these uh, slots. Right. To meet some weird diversity picture that... Uh, I don't know. Like, you get you get one of each, and then everyone else is white. That yeah. was that was par for the course back then. <laughs> That's, like, yeah. the best you could ask for. Yeah. I guess. I mean, it's it's not even that uncommon now. Like, That's there are true. a few shows that are, like, trying to do it better. Sometimes I'm, like, flipping through network television looking, like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, watching old shows is hard because you're just thinking, like, what the fuck? You kind of forget tokenism being so in your face sometimes. Not that we're really getting better. I think we maybe we're just hiding it better. It's nonsense. I'm curious what she, what her um, acting goals would have been, you know, post Glee with Josie being old enough that you're not, you know, you can maybe take another acting role and not feeling like you're, (laughs) you're leaving your kid behind for 18 hour days that they're old enough to... To she do hasn't that. done like she has a couple of projects that I think haven't been. Hmm. I know there was um one of those like baking shows that she just appeared on posthumously. Yeah, and she did. Um, I don't. I don't know if she'd already recorded this or not, but she was going to do some voice work for a Batman special. Mm. Okay. So I don't. I, and that's actually not uncommon for a lot of like actors with kids or small mm-hmm. kids to uh, go into voice recording because it's like a lot less time intensive. It is. Yeah, you're not on set. You're not traveling. There's some, you know, maybe some travel. But yeah, you're not. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. And she, it still um, pays well. She also had that uh, thing that Adam Shankman did for YouTube. I don't remember what it is. Oh, um, YouTube. I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, it was originally on YouTube, but uh, I think they sold it to Stars. Um, <laughs> stars? Yeah. Random. Step Up High Water. That's what mm. it was. Oh, that's right. I had to look it up. His name. Um, so yeah, she was supposed to be in the third season, but you know, COVID. Right. Third season was permanently on hold. Oh, well, it says at the at the time of her death, the third season was in production, but no timetable was released. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know quite what that for her role in it. Yeah, that sucks. It's just I, I'm always curious when um, you have double triple threats which seems like such an antiquated phrase these days but when you have people who are yeah you know when you have people who are excellent at acting and excellent at singing and again like you know glee is probably our biggest um the biggest thing to look at for like acting range but again i don't know that she got the credit that other characters or other actors did to in her role like there was a lot for santana to do by the end and of course, a lot of her stuff was overly dramatic at times, you know, but there were these great moments of emotional acting, like the scene with her abuela 
and some other moments where I don't think she got the credit. But so I was just I was saying, um, <laughs> what was I saying? Curious if singing would have been the preferred route or acting or mm. trying to do both via Broadway, via some of those um, those musicals like Grease Live, you know, those. Oh, yeah. That kind right. of thing. Like what what was the thing that she enjoyed the most? Because I think I, I don't know for sure everyone's different, but it feels like even people who do singing and acting and dancing have something that they love the most. Yeah, they have like a preference. A preference, yeah. And it's one of those like, what what would have been the thing that she gravitated towards the most if it was doing a full length album, um, taking on another TV show, taking on a movie, you know? Where do you where do you go her. after a show like Glee? Yeah, I would have loved to have seen her in like a film with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think she would have had the acting chops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been fun. One of those like, um, actually, like a romantic comedy would have been fun because she's hilarious. Kind of a romantic, snappy romantic uh, queer comedy. Yes, with a bisexual Afro Latina lead. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking now. And like maybe around Christmas time. Lifetime, we could have had it all. I do love me a good Lifetime slash Netflix Christmas movie mm-hmm. and and would love to have yeah. some that don't star white ladies. Right. Because that seems to be the only only thing. But yeah, so I'm, I was, I, I want to say like, I always think about that, but I think about that with people's careers. Like what is the thing that you really love to do not to like tie dare and chris into it but i it is that question of like what 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 which one of these do you like <laughs> it's kind of bouncing around like what what is the thing that you like because chris colfer on the other hand seems to have very clearly picked the career that he likes that makes him happy i mean i think not only did he make it clear what he likes but he made it clear what he didn't like uh-huh <laughs> yeah and that's like a power move too to be able to say, yeah. "This is the thing, and this is where I'm going." Like, would would Naya have picked, or would she have played the field a bit and kind of tested the waters and seen what's out there for her? And who, you don't want to be like, who's going to hire her? But people yeah. can be shitty about the actors that they hire, especially because she did have some negative media attention. Mm-hmm. Like, right, she she was sort of tabloid fodder. Yeah. Um, a few times yeah it's, i mean you can you almost can't um avoid that after a certain level of notoriety and glee yeah. was a big was a big show um i will say one of the things um i have either of you read her book i have not no, no, no. did so you I, I read it when it i read it when it first came out but i feel like i didn't i don't know i didn't really absorb it well I, I focused in on a lot of the Glee things related to other, like, actors that I was more interested in. Mm-hmm. So I don't, like, have a great memory of all of it. But one thing I do remember um, her talking about in the book was that she had an abortion in 2010. And, like, oh. something like that made me wish that I had followed her career. Right. Mm-hmm. More often. Yeah. Her personally more often. I don't know. Just, like, props to any woman in Hollywood who is unafraid to say that. Yeah. Just normalize that uh, and I think she was unashamed about a lot of things mm-hmm. 
that got her some of the negative press, but also right. like her amazing. That's um, an impressive thing to say out loud in yeah. this country. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be, but like Jesus. Yeah. Good. For, I mean, I want to be like good for her, but like good for her. Yeah. I mean, as with like any woman in that position, like it sucks to be in a position where you need an abortion, mm-hmm. but sometimes it happens. Yeah. Props for her being like open about it. Yeah. Because you really don't hear that. Yeah. Well, now I feel like I need to read her book. Yeah. I mean, I would suggest it. I'm going to reread it. Um, yeah. Like I, said, I, do, I feel a little bit now. I, I was, you know, I wanted the Leah T. I wanted, you uh-huh. know, yeah. stuff like that. Hmm. <laughs> So one thing we had talked a little bit about before was the grief process when it's not a personal connection. And it's fucking weird, isn't it? It's very weird, yeah. Like, when a celebrity dies, it's a weird fucking experience for everybody else. And I don't think that there's anyone who can rightfully say that they're immune to it. Like... I think a lot of us want to be like, it doesn't affect me. I didn't know that person personally. What do I care? But we all, we all fucking care. Yeah. Because deep down in our lizard brains, like celebrities are little mini gods that we put up on pedestals, whether we want to or not. And they're like people that we've spent a lot of our lives with. Yeah. It wasn't like them as a person, like the number of hours of my life I've spent looking at Naya's face. Right. Yeah. Like, surpasses a lot of people i know in my actual life uh yeah i've seen her face more than yours yeah yeah that's true (laughs) much more (laughs) and that's you know it's impossible for someone not to like live in your head yeah at that point and that i mean in the end that is the point of celebrities is that they get in your head and then you pay stuff you pay for their things like that's that's the economy that we have built around celebrity is you just, I don't know that we need to explain that to people, the, the psychology yeah. behind celebrity, but that is some powerful fucking shit, even if you don't want it to be. Parasocial relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. literally what Hollywood's built on. Did Who coined that? Was it, I mean, you were the first person I heard say that. But, I don't know who coined it. It's a very common term uh, yeah. for YouTubers. Like a lot of them, especially oh. like, are you familiar with what BreadTube is? no okay listen i know what youtube is and i use it to watch seth meyers in the morning and to do yoga and that's about the extent of my youtube let me let me reset my vocabulary to grandma mode Uh, yes i mean i am social media i want to say that i know most shit but i somehow missed youtube other than like watching a specific thing that i wanted to watch do you know what i mean Like, I go and I I put into the search term, like, I want to watch the Supernatural panel at Comic-Con from 2011. I don't... (laughs) And the magic tube box gives you the pretty images. Exactly. But, um, yeah, uh, it's basically just, like, psychological um, philosophy YouTubers, I don't know. um, Oh, BreadTube is. BreadTube is, yeah. It's Uh, psychological. It's not just people baking? No, strangely, what? it is uh, nothing to do. Actually, I'm sure some of them bake sometimes, but uh, no, it's it's philosophy type channels. Interesting. Um, okay. But yeah, that's that's where I was introduced to the parasocial thing. But okay, um, I mean it's, it's accurate. Very, yeah, it's it's just a very good general term for like putting a name to what happens when you are very emotionally attached to someone who doesn't know you exist. Yes, 
Yep. Yep. And I, you know, it's a, I don't want to say it's a trap. I don't want to say it's a trap that we fall into, but it is where I don't, I don't think you can really help it if you are invested in a piece of media, not just TV, right? Like any media. You can be self-aware about it, but Mm -hmm. you can't really avoid it. Apparently, I just looked it up. Uh, It was coined in 1956. Jesus. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's the one-sided relationship media users form as a result of exposure to media personas. So basically, as long as there's been TV, it's been a thing. See, I do think we should have an entire podcast just about fandom. Like, I'm going to work on that. Yeah, that would be good. I feel like Glee did us one better, too, because of the songs. Like, there were so many songs that I heard for the first time on Glee. Um, Yeah. And Naya's voice is attached to those songs for me, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I I listen to Amy Winehouse, and I think about Naya. Mm -hmm. Um, And other songs, too. That's just what's coming to mind first. And, you know, I, I feel like that really even further cemented, like, our love for these characters is because it we it didn't end when the show ended mm-hmm. you know you had the music and and then of course fandom itself but even people who weren't necessarily in fandom would listen to glee music um and you listen to it often yeah right? it's like extra it's- level they were my like number one artist on spotify yep. for like two yeah. or three years so <laughs> enough that it does take over the original artist too which is another level right like, I don't think of Katy Perry when I think of Teenage Dream. Right. Yeah. No, and if, if I'm listening to Rumor Has It, my brain adds in someone like you. Yeah. I mean, Smooth Criminal exists only when done <laughs> by Matt uh-huh. and Naya. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear some other band covered it, but it's not nearly as good. <laughs> some other <laughs> band. <laughs> that one guy, you know. Yeah. Never heard I heard he was popular. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Especially for, I mean, God, I, I, I'm younger than you guys, but I'm thinking about the kids who are watching Glee now who are younger than me. Like, mm-hmm. there, there really is a whole generation plus maybe of people that are being introduced to this music through the lens of these characters that they love. And mm-hmm. it's and, and the actors as well. Like, the Glee cast members were, were such a part of everyone's, like, social media life and just you know keeping tabs on them and what they were doing and what awards they were winning and events they were attending and Santana and Naya both and separately and together were just just permeated people's lives and it's it's hard to it's hard to grieve when it's like I've only ever seen this person or heard her voice through a media you know I, Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know her and I don't know her but I know her Exactly. And you don't get any closure, really, because all these ways that you interacted with her are still there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's when a family member dies, you have photos that you can flip through and memorabilia. But when a celebrity dies, you just turn on Netflix and there they are. Like the flip side of that is that get to grieve a celebrity with a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And not everyone to the same extent of understanding it. Cause there's definitely some people that are like, that was just a celebrity. What do you care? But like, especially when they were attached to a fandom, like just, yeah, to some level, the entire Glee fandom felt it. People who haven't even been involved in the fandom for years, mm-hmm. probably just like had multiple moments. Yeah. Yeah. You get that gut punch where you're like, yeah, that 
critical piece of my psyche in 2009 through 14 mm-hmm. or 15 or whatever it was where like it's gone right and like if you want to if you want to like let yourself mourn it like all it takes is picking up twitter or instagram like mm-hmm. or tumblr <laughs> what's I guess that i should say <laughs> tumblr does exist what's uh, that what's uh i don't i don't know her but yeah, are we still like, is that is that over do we not say that anymore <laughs> it's we never keep over it secret, so all the other people stay away that's right <laughs> seen twitter lately i don't want them back oh my god <laughs> talk about a parasocial relationship oh god twitter um i don't know if we want to bring up Corey at this juncture but oh you yeah. know about the grieving process um when i found out that Corey monteith died i was actually with some fandom friends who would come mm. to, like stay with me for the weekend um just happened to be together and that that whole communal i mean the whole world mourned Corey. um mm-hmm. It was in the middle of what season five, season four, yeah. season four of Glee when Glee was he's still still pretty peaking, um, and and having to kind of deal with that cast and crew, um, you know, t- putting it into the storylines. Like, yeah, it, it it feels it makes me sad. I think that that Naya and Santana can't like get that same mm-hmm. kind of treatment. Like, I definitely still feel like it's a global mourning. Yeah, um, but yeah. The Corey tribute episode is just so, so beautiful. And actually Naya's song, um, mm-hmm. If I Die Young, um, is really probably my favorite, one of my favorite scenes from it because um, she just does such a, a brilliant job. But yeah, I, I kind of, it's interesting. The the process is the same and, and yet it's different. Yeah. And we're not going to, we I mean, we got a communal grieving with Naya because there is still Facebook um instagram twitter tumblr like uh, those communities are still there if fractured and smaller but it's still there to go and see everyone's responses and then you get the cast giving their memories which allows you a glimpse Mm -hmm. into their mourning process it's 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 kind of better i think the show wasn't still on because we had to have closure for not just Corey, but Finn, mm-hmm. right? Because the show was still ongoing. Santana can live forever, which is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, I like that. I don't know how booming the uh, fan fiction community is, but I'm assuming it's still. A- it's nice to imagine that, like, Santana gets to live happily with forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about a dissatisfying ending for her yeah. character. Right. And I mean, with Corey, um, with Finn, like, they chose not to say how he died, which. Right. I I appreciated. I liked that. I did, yeah. yeah, I did too. Um, but still, that you know, you had to see Rachel move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's hard, knowing that the actors had a another relationship yeah. on top of their cast's relationship. That I, I'm glad that we didn't have to see another round of the cast mourning yeah. as their characters. Right. That's. I, I mean, again. Yeah, and that's a lot to ask for someone to do as their job, I think. And I know that they talked about it as a as a group of when they were going to come back to the show, but it that's a lot to ask, I think. I feel like, I mean, and of course, COVID puts a whole nother layer in there too. Like, I can't imagine like her friends and family not re- being really able to gather. And mm-hmm. we know that 
handful of them did at the right. lake, which is, I don't know, that's that's also a gut punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of drama between this cast. There's a lot oh, of ways to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know, seeing the, the genuine, mm-hmm. like Kevin and Naya, like oh, Kevin's posts mm-hmm. pretty much broke my heart. He and Naya were like close. Like, yeah. actually very close. And he, uh, I mean, he's talked a lot on his own social media about how they met. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't it that she met his dad first? Yeah, at a car lot. <laughs> yeah, his dad sold her a car and then told Kevin, look out for her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, I yeah. Remember, I remember Winkley was on. Um, Kevin was, like, not out yet. I mm-hmm. don't know if people thought Kevin was gay or not. I kind of assumed he was. And the first thing that made me think, oh, this guy isn't straight, is uh, when the paparazzi pictures came out of him wedding dress shopping with Naya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, in the same year, Kevin was also like on vacation with Jenna. And I remember seeing lots of like, of the, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are they dating? Blind, yeah, blind items and stuff. Uh-huh. Right. But yeah, but the Naya thing, I don't know. That just, for some reason, that's a very fond fandom memory to me, mm-hmm. seeing like paparazzi pictures of Kevin, like wedding dress shopping with Naya. Like, that was adorable. Yeah, there were, I mean, obviously, we don't know uh, half of what the cast really thinks of each other, but you could see the real friendships if you, yeah. if you looked. And they were not, not always the uh, mm. Instagram popular. Nope. What are you talking about? Obviously, they're best friends. <laughs> it's a lot, especially because this isn't the like we were saying. It's not the first rodeo for this for this fandom and for the cast. You don't. I don't yeah. have another show where something like this has happened multiple times. Like I don't. There's not another property that I am invested in that um, experiences this. <laughs> it's it's weird i mean i don't believe in a glitch but it's bad luck strange it is yeah and there's something i mean we know what the glee fandom is like and was like it's it's almost apropos in a way in like a terrible way that a fandom so toxic has some of the worst experiences it's It's a bizarre it's like a bizarre I don't even know. Like, oh, maybe if we'd been nicer to each other. But that's not how the world works. I know. I, I feel like talking about a Glee curse is, like, silly, obviously. Like, it really minimizes a lot of real-world consequences. I think it's easy for casual Glee fans um, or, you know, I don't. I guess they're not fans then. Casual Glee knowers, watchers, um, to, to kind of be flippant about it. But it's it's hard. Like I can't think of another show that's, that's had this much loss and pain so soon with such Mm -hmm. a young cast. Yeah. I mean, all of those are contributing factors. Like all of this has happened in the past eight years, I think seven, Mm -hmm. seven years and all between like cast members in their like mid twenties to mid thirties. Like it's not, it's not something you're emotionally. No. It's not like being a Golden Girls fan. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not the same uh, inevitability. And it, I'm like, it does make me want to protect the rest of the cast. Like, I will give in yeah. to that, like, parasocial urge. Like, I'm a Put little stressed. A yeah. 
I, I just really want to be like, guys, make good decisions, take care of yourselves. <laughs> Even though, you know, bad decisions are not what led to some of these. Yes, to the protecting the cast in a bubble point. Yeah. I feel really privileged, though, that we have, I mean, it's such a tragedy that Corey and Naya died so young, but it, I, I do feel really privileged that we have these performances that they gave, like, encapsulated forever. Like, I love that Naya's role on Glee was just so larger than life, over the top, like, mm-hmm. really showed her talents and her and and you know the more the cast talks about her um the more I kind of see how the character of Santana was in ways really similar to her um and I love that that is you know recorded forever and in something that she leaves behind that mark on the world and all the work she did to legitimize Santana's relationship with Brittany and really I mean her impact will be known for years a generation you know yeah i was just thinking that yeah it's amazing like there weren't i mean especially not non-white uh-huh like teenagers on television to set that example absolutely yeah it's it's nice to have the impact that she put into the character be so obvious especially between the first and the third fourth and fifth seasons like she helped make that happen from a character with no lines to a vital, important representation. And she did not phone it in like a a repeated theme in like the in memoriam things her cast members have said about her um, is that she showed up every day on time. She knew all of her lines. She knew everyone else's lines Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like she did not half-ass it. No, Mm -mm. which I think is, it also speaks to other, not, I don't want to say other people on the Glee class, but Glee cast, but just in general, yeah. that I think actors by the end of their seasons or end of their shows can really feel like they're done. Like it, it gives me that feeling of regret again. Like I was, I was all in my plane bubble when Glee was on. Like it makes me wish that I had been more invested in Britanna. Mm, mm-hmm. And I, I have, I have some thoughts about the patriarchy in regards to to that right. too but you know it it is what it is um and hopefully well we're rewatching it now we can yeah and i am like i don't know I, it's not that i care less about claim because obviously i still love Burton and blaine but um but i definitely have a much bigger appreciation for- we definitely can spread our attention now the yeah, the right. plane goggles <laughs> are a little yeah. foggy can let let some other queer relationships in this time around yeah Mm-hmm. yeah it, it it's so interesting actors have like a pre-made memorial you know yeah. there's always a place to go as a viewer as a um as a fan when you don't really get that with even family members or friends you just there's something mm-hmm. pre-made for you to go back to and and relive yeah it's nice but... mm-hmm. like i can always go back and watch mrs doubtfire if I'm missing Robin Williams, I got a back catalog that I can I can return to, which is nice. You know, it's it's a gone but not gone kind of a thing. Gone but not missing, missing but not what's the whatever it is. Missing but not gone. Something maybe. Gone mm-hmm. but not forgotten. Forgotten. 
Thank you. Words are hard. Yeah. So. And Naya left behind a ridiculous amount of amazing songs and performances in Glee. Like thinking about them to record this, I was just like, I I didn't even have to look at a list to come Mm -hmm. up with 10, 15, 20 off the top of my head of just like really cool, iconic performances Mm -hmm. and dance. I mean, she's just a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because our brains are the way they are, you know, you had Heather was the dancer and Leah could belt like all these different categories that we put the cast into like Michael or Michael Mike the dancer but she she was up there <laughs> like you know yeah those... and, and she never was kind of put in a corner like that and yet mm-hmm. she was just so yeah, she really good like yeah. she did the dancing right alongside Britney she did the singing right alongside Mercedes and mm-hmm. you know Leah when anyone got to sing along with <laughs> Leah when anyone was allowed to yeah. right and she had some of the like juiciest like acting scenes mm-hmm. she, she got to actually act sometimes and I feel like some of that might have been just the fact that she was a dependable cast member like if they mm-hmm. needed someone who would be solid and be there she was good at it they had such an insane shooting schedule that you would definitely need someone yeah. who could learn their lines quickly get the dance moves down and hit the songs right and if you if you couldn't do that I can see how um the writers would gently push you to the side for someone who could she also sang so many different genres and did them all well yes yeah yep it didn't um feel too pigeonholed into any one thing yeah which i think is probably easy you know they're trying to give everyone music they're trying to do whatever just to be like oh here you're gonna be the r&b you're gonna be country you're gonna be blah 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 yep i can see um can see how easy it would have been for them to just give her a genre and nothing else and to keep her character as the um the mean bitch right i was gonna say the only the only stereotyping she really got was that but also Mm -hmm. like i do feel like some of that was naya's actual personality like (laughs) Mm -hmm. because that's something else that her other cast members have said in a very fond way was that like she would tell it like it was Mm mm-hmm and I think some of that, um, and this is a speculation, I guess, like that's probably why all of the drama with her and Leah happened because, you know, mm-hmm. I can't imagine everyone was willing to stand up to Leah, but it sounds like Naya would have. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like that would have gone over particularly well with yeah. Leah to um, to fight back a bit. Yeah. I don't know how ensemble casts make it through. <laughs> Yeah, especially ones with that kind of cast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're young, they're talented, they're hot. Uh, It's hard to keep yourself in check. (laughs) They're mostly all sleeping with each other. Yeah. Well, that's another. Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Some of them were. (laughs) Like, there were some confirmed relationships. Yep. But, uh. I would say, like, do we have favorite Naya performances? But, like, there's so many. We can uh, so what we could do is just leave like a little playlist of them mm-hmm. uh, of like our favorite ones to go yeah. along with the podcast. That yeah. might be that might be nicer than just listing them out. Oh, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me say the name of a song and then not play it. Right, yeah. right. And we can make like a, a a public Spotify playlist. That'd be kind of fun. 
Oh yeah. That would be, like, these great. are our top whatever Naya slash yeah. um, Santana songs. I do wish she had more um, personal music available. That yeah. would have been nice. I do think like a, a lot of people get shit for writing books in their twenties, but I actually think it's really awesome that she did leave behind a book that talked about like her early years and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or her kid, if nothing else. Right. Yep. You have something that they can turn to. Yeah. And know who your your mom was. I don't think most people get that. Yeah. (laughs) You don't really, you don't really get something so personal. Yeah. Um. Do you have any other thoughts, comments? I'm I'm hoping no one else dies from the cast for a while. Knock on wood. a good 50 60 years before we have to do this again yeah yeah just give us give us some time here man i think oh i will say one more thing i think it was a really beautiful universe poetic moment that naira was found on the same on the anniversary of Corey's death i don't that is i don't so weird and it's it, you know just a weird coincidence but yeah. it it kind of brings that feeling of like okay maybe there is some peace and order to the universe mm. I feel like it at least gives the cast something. Uh, yeah, that was bizarre. It's, I'm not a religious person, but I do think there are like times the universe kind of winks at you, whatever mm-hmm. that means. And, I, and mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of those times. A lodestone? That might be too much, but it's a it's a point of contact for everyone to come around. Whatever everyone believes or doesn't believe. I do hope that people will take um, water safety even more serious like after oh, this yes. I, I don't know how many people have actually been in lakes and boating in their lives and I've only been a handful of times in my life but you cannot get me in that water without a life jacket even yeah. before and I hope that people like will think of you know respect and honor Naya's memory in that small way yep. and like don't don't rely on I mean you could be a championship swimmer uh-huh. and still not outswim a whirlpool or, or a yep. riptide like yeah just take water safety seriously there are pools in a million places mm-hmm. in the world like don't don't fuck around with with water because it's it's unforgiving um, yeah like no no blame assigned here yeah absolutely but, not like tragic accidents happen every yeah. day like don't be part of one you know yeah um, and and i know a lot of it like i've been swimming my whole life and uh, life jackets are not comfortable i get it but it it doesn't take much to go mm-hmm. down and not be able to come back. So however strong of a swimmer, like you said, you think you are, or however safe the water might seem, lakes are not um, calm. They might right. seem calm, but they're not. They're often very deep because there's so much shoreline. You get a lot of eddies of waves bouncing back off the shoreline. there's a lot of boats causing wake Mm -hmm. don't assume because it's pretty that it's safe and And i heard limits like don't don't drink and boat just also true yeah oh yeah it's summer in seattle here there's a lot of boating and like mm, mm, careful be careful i saw there was um a petition i think um to get the lake that um naya passed away in marked like better better signage mm, um warning mm-hmm. people that um 
it can be deceptively dangerous. Um, yep. I think that's really important. I think we should treat all lakes as dangerous, as Emily said, like just better safe than sorry. Um, I hate that. That sounded crass in the context of this, but you know, it it is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just don't, don't let an accident ruin everything that's preventable. Like again, no blame assigned. We all do these things. It's something you may not have thought about before hearing the stories, Um, you know, one one small glimmer of something that could come out of something terrible is just to think think about it next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn to swim and uh, be safe. Mm-hmm. It's rough, especially this summer with everyone trying to be outdoors more because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's been, at least in this area, there's been some more accidents of not untrained, but less experienced people out on the water. And it's, it's so sad because it's preventable. So safety first, fun second. Right. I know um, life jackets aren't cute, but yeah, they will save your life. So, But you know what? If you're wearing a life jacket, you can get a waterproof um, pocket and then you can have your phone on you. I mean, that's pretty sweet. So you don't have to worry as much about your phone if you're out on the water. That's a good thing. Get a little waterproof pouch for your life vest. Eh? Get a cute color. Yeah, just don't have a black life vest because boats can't see you. Oh, that's a good just tip. Make, make it cute. If you gotta wear it, make it cute. Or not. It's a fucking life jacket. <laughs> but I feel, I get it. I mean, especially if you have bigger boobs. It's not comfortable. Like, they suck. But wear it. This has been a, a water safety tip yes, from Leon the Rocks. <laughs> we just really care about you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Podcat, stop it. He wants out. He just came in, brat. Children. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Any other comments, concerns, affirmations? I sort of just want to watch some Glee now. Yeah. No, I'm really, I'm really happy that um, we've been recording episodes about Naya storylines. I think that's been also really good for healing and processing. I think so. It's been nice. You guys always feels like therapy, so. It does. It does. This is true. Honestly, that was this was a chance for us to just talk it out. Yeah. And if people listening, if this helped, and I think we hope it does, um, then that's what we're hoping for. Well, not closure, but just a you know a moment to stretch the grief muscles, get them out. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so this was our little chance to um, communicate some feelings, and we hope that you guys have been talking to your friends and other fans of the show. And if you haven't been, uh, you should just like reach out, see how people are doing. This is a weird summer and we're all kind of stressed about everything in general. Um, Take boating lessons, stay safe, be careful, wash your hands. And I don't have any other affirmations. We'll see you next time. Hear you next time. Here, talk to yeah. you next time. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Uh, I guess on Ungly. Um.